Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Headbingers in Charge. I'm Courtney. I'm Mackenzie. And today we'll be continuing our sitcom lineup. That's right, Bingies. It's binger game season. We've already discussed Friends from College and Search Party, so it's time to move on to our third sitcom, The Office. I gotta say, this has nothing to do with The Office, but when you said, hey, 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 I thought you were going to say, Fat Albert, coming your way. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It just felt right. The hey, 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 it just felt right, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. But, yeah, it's time to talk about The Office, um, a show that I know is very popular, a lot of people love. It's a lot of people's favorite show, comfort show, go-to show, etc. By that tone, it doesn't sound like yours. I don't want to give away too much, Mackenzie. It's not time yet. Unless you're ready. You want to jump right into it? Yeah, why not? All right, let's get started then. If you haven't watched season one of The Office, uh, be sure to climb out from under the rock that you're living under. And uh, now's your chance to tune out. So go ahead and hit that spoiler alert button, Kens. All right, well, let's talk about the pilot. So, what I gathered from the pilot was that there is a documentary crew that's shooting here at uh, Dunder Mifflin, which is a paper supply company, and uh, the boss, the big boss man, Michael Scott, um, who is Steve Carell, Uh, Is trying to make it seem like, you know, it's happy office, he's the best boss in the world kind of thing. And uh, he just found out that they might be downsizing. So that's the main plot line there in that first episode. Yep. Yeah, that's the whole episode. And these episodes went by really quick for me. I don't know about you, but they just felt like super, even like faster than the other ones. They're all the same amount of time. But, um, right, I felt the same way. I don't know if it was the style of shooting or what, but everything seemed so quick. Yeah. What What was your thoughts after the pilot? Were you like, oh no, I gotta watch this? Or were you like, eh? My thoughts after the pilot was, I'm gonna kill Mackenzie for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, I, I had to give the people what they wanted. Yeah, this is what the people wanted. This is what they wanted. Yeah, they're trying to get me canceled. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're trying to do. I uh, I will try to be nice, but I cannot make any promises. I After the first episode... I said to Cameron, we better watch them all right now because I will not be turning this on again. (laughs) (laughs) And is that what you did? I watched all... Watched in one sitting? Yep. Watched all six six in one sitting. Nice. Yep. And it did not get much better. Uh, Because episode two was a particularly not good episode. Yeah, episode two did not age well. 
No, definitely not. It was very, very cringy. Yes. Um, but in the 90s, unfortunately, this was still an acceptable form of humor. Right. Um, yeah, episode two was uh, Diversity Day, so um, they had to, the office had to hire a special, uh, like, consultant to speak on Diversity Day, and Michael Scott made it sound like it was his idea because he loves and embraces diversity, when in reality, there was a racist incident that he was a part of, and that's why they had to have somebody come and speak for Diversity Day. And there's just a lot of jokes about, you know, diversity in the workplace that definitely didn't age well because, you know, we all know in this day and age that all of those things are very important and they were pretty much just uh, making light of it the whole time when a lot of those issues are not really issues that people should be making light of, especially white people, (laughs) you know? So, just... Uh, like you said, very cringy episode. I felt icky watching it, even. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. That's literally the only thing I wrote after in my notes for this episode was cringeworthy. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, I, I get it. You know, this this came out, uh, looks like 2005 this came out, so, like, that was the humor back then, but you know, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't know why people still stand this show, but maybe, maybe it does get better. And, you know, I think a lot of shows have gotten better, you know, about realizing the insensitivity of, of things like that. But I don't know. It also makes me wonder like, oh man, like there are people that like are sitting at home and like still watching this and thinking like, oh yeah, this shit's funny. And I'm like, is it though? Yeah. I mean I'm surprised. I wonder why it was only 6 episodes season 1 to begin with, and I'm surprised based off of these 6 episodes that it was picked up for a second season. Right. I'm assuming it it must have gotten better since they got I think 9 seasons. But um yeah, I was a little surprised. Me too. I think it's a very particular sense of humor it's very like I don't know if if deadpan is the right term but like I don't know I just like I was having so much trouble finding the humor in a lot of the things they were saying Um, I've been having trouble finding humor in all of these shows and I think maybe sitcoms just aren't my thing (laughs) I don't know yeah which is funny, because what's your favorite TV show again? <laughs> Friends. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you're saying um, you're surprised people look back on it now and watch it and still think it's funny. Like, I'm sure people say that about Friends, and we still think it's funny, but that's probably just because it's our nostalgia show, you know? So for people now, I mean, but, I mean, Friends ha- did have some bad moments like now some of the stuff that they did isn't acceptable but absolutely this whole episode was like really bad yeah and that's the difference and even beyond this episode there was a lot of racism and sexism and right the sexism oh my gosh 
poor Pam. I don't like. Yeah. I don't know how you could, you know. Women are treated like that too. That's what's like the shitty thing. And I think that's what makes it like not funny is like they're trying to make a joke out of something that like actually happens to women in the workplace. And it's like not actually funny, but you know, um, I agree with what you're saying that of course, like friends also was out around the same time. So there is definitely a, you know, a good amount of insensitivities that aren't funny. Um, like we thought they were 10, 20, whatever, however many years ago, I don't know, almost 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Um, but I think it's significantly less than this show so far. And again, we only watched six episodes where we've seen all 10 seasons of Friends. And it's like, yeah, I think there's a lot less. I agree. You know, not that it makes it okay. The humor is not good, but there's other jokes that we can find in the show and still enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I was not, I wasn't excited to watch the show, <laughs> but um, just the concept of it, like there are a lot of funny situations that happen in the workplace and like in any office, there's a lot of similar things and none of that was shown. It was just all bad stuff. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And I would love like a modern take on this, like a, a present day office. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't remember exactly which episode it was. It, it might have been the first one, maybe. I think the best little bit that they did was like the office prank aspect of it. When like, you know, the stapler ended up in the jello. Jello. And, yeah. Is it something about like, flan? <laughs> Yeah, and like uh, Jim and Dwight like constantly getting into it because their off their their desks are so close, like little things like that. I was like, okay, like I see the humor in this. I still wasn't like laughing out loud, but I was like, I see the humor in this, and yeah, I think there could have been a lot more there, and instead they just went with like rogue humor. I was like, what are we doing here? Yep, but the next episode was you know another you know more officey issue was uh they're talking about health care um michael scott is uh not the type of boss that likes to give bad news he's supposed to save money on the company health care plan and he doesn't want to cut the costs so he tasks dwight to do it and he, the you know power gets to his head and He's acting like he's in charge when in reality he's not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't really like that episode. There wasn't much to it. I don't know. Right. I agree. I'm having trouble like having like there's no plot, mm -hmm. you know, and I know that it that it's like a sitcom, right? And, you know, there aren't supposed to be super long plots right like when you watch friends it's kind of like oh a one episode at a time plot like they have an issue they fix the issue they move on to the next episode right but there's still usually like one or two underlying plots that like lasts a while you know like are ross and rachel gonna get back together and is monica gonna end up with richard or chandler or you know like there are plots that go over several episodes and for this show, I feel like it was the whole downsizing thing. But that, to me, was just not enough. 
And I don't know if it's the lack of investment in the characters because we just started, you know. I don't know. But I just wish there was more. Like, none of the plots seem very like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? You know, it's like, all right, they're, you know. Uh, Dwight's being weird again. Like, that's that's it. That's the plot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um and the fourth episode goes a little bit more into the downsizing. Yeah. Speaking of Dwight being weird, him and Jim form an alliance, which I recognize the TikTok sound. Did you? I wrote that down. Yes. Do you want to form an alliance? An alliance. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's the best thing that came out. That's the best thing that came out of season one. Yeah. Agreed. Um. And I, I did find some humor in that episode. Like I said, I think the office prank aspect of it was funny. Like when he was down there in the box and like taped it all shut and everything. I was like, he is such a freaking weirdo. Like, what are we doing? Um, I guess the only other little subplot that I'm curious about is like when Pam is going to get rid of her asshole boyfriend and her and Jim are going to go on a date maybe. Yeah. Like, I was just going to say the only investment i have is jim and pam yeah a little office crush relatable content you know Mm -hmm. i think they're cute absolutely i think jim is actually quite adorable Mm -hmm. i think he is the only character that i like he's our wholesome soft cutie or whatever yeah hey no jump no jumping ahead no jumping ahead yeah but i Going on to the next episode is when I liked Jim even more. Um, the basketball episode. That was my probably my favorite episode out of the six. That was my favorite episode too. Um, Michael Scott challenges the guys down at the warehouse to a five-on-five basketball. And he tries to, you know, he picks teams and... Um, you know, again, there was some humor in it and there were some things that just like, I don't know, didn't age well. Like when he didn't pick the one woman for the team and it was like, and she was like, oh yeah, I played basketball in high school. And he was like, uh, and picked like a guy instead. I was like rolling my eyes, like, you know, just dumb shit. Yeah. He didn't pick, he didn't pick Toby. And he ended up being really good. Right. Is that his name? Yeah, exactly. I don't, uh, to be honest, I know like, I don't know. I know like two names. I have the names pulled up so that I can reference I them. Just, <laughs> I just pulled out Toby. Hopefully that was him. I have no idea. Um, But yeah, that episode, I found myself like rooting for Jim, you know, I was like, oh, I hope he kicks ass, which he was pretty good at basketball. So he was, he was kicking ass. I'm kind of, I'm interested in some of the warehouse guys. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if they uh, end up eventually playing a, a bigger role. Yeah. We have a, I wonder if they have a spinoff, The Warehouse. <laughs> Instead of The Office, just The Warehouse. Mm-hmm. Nice. That'd be fun. We got uh, the last episode. It wasn't really a, like a season finale type feel. No, it really wasn't. I wonder if they got cut off or if, like, the six episode was just the plan. I don't know. It's I've never had a show just be six episodes, you know? Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it was... 
2005. Who knows what was going on in 2005. So what did you think of a uh, Hot Purse Lady, as the episode was called? Yeah. Um, well, that one was, uh, again, just like a, such a, I don't know, weak, weak plot line. Like, oh, we're not allowed to have salespeople come into the office except you're really hot so like sure you can come and sell purses and then it's like i don't know i thought her and pam like becoming friends was like kind of cute but then like all the guys just like gawking over her was like weird and like whatever i don't know i just didn't i don't know i just was like whatever and uh there was supposed to be like a prize for the top salesperson and uh, Michael Scott spent it on a new coffee machine to impress the purse sales lady. I'm like, what is happening here? This is too much. Mm-hmm. You're trying too hard, buddy. So I looked it up. Only six episodes were ordered for the first season as kind of an experiment to see if audiences in the U.S. would latch on to the bleak, dry comedy style that was already a hit in the U.K., Yes, I knew it was a UK show first. I knew that. So they just tried six episodes to see if it would uh, work in the US. And for some reason, people loved it, huh? I guess so. I don't know. I guess so. I'm I'm not the people, but there are people out there that love it. I mean, you know, I see people walking around in the Disney parks every day with those Dunder Mifflin shirts, and I'm like, what are we doing? I don't know. I don't know either. It's it's really hard to even like talk about this because there's not much content. <laughs> there really is. I literally, when we were getting ready to talk today, I was like, what are we even going to talk about? I don't know. I mean, the people are going to hate us already because we don't like The Office. So I'm just going to keep it going. Um, yeah. i not a fan of Steve Carell ever. Mm. Uh so, I wasn't surprised when I didn't like him in this either. Mm-hmm. I mean, no hate, but I just never found him funny, even in his movies. Yeah, I think the last thing that, like, I... Maybe even the only thing that I really liked him in was Evan Almighty. And I haven't seen that in so long. I was really young when that came out, so that might have just been, like, a... I was a kid and thought it was funny, you know? Like... But, yeah, I can't even really think of any Steve Carell movies that I, like, love or anything. I like um, Crazy Stupid Love, but mostly just Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. I've never even seen that, so. (gasps) Oh, you should see that. That's funny. It's a rom-com. Ah. You do love a good rom-com. I do. I do. Oh, wait. That's a lie. I do have a movie that I love Steve Carell in. And it's Despicable Despicable Me. Me. (laughs) I mean, he's the voice of Gru. You know, you got to give him some credit for that. Yeah, that's good. I like that. But he is also in um, uh, Space Force, which I got through like half of a season of when it first came out and really i actually i watched the, like the first two episodes 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I just, I don't know what it is. It's the dry humor. I just like, I don't, which is weird because I consider myself a dry humor person. I just don't, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's a Steve Carell issue. I don't know. Yee. Steve Carell issue. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, he was also, he was the guy in 40-Year-Old Virgin, right? I remember thinking that movie was funny as a teenager. But again, I was a stupid teenager, so. Yeah. Any jokes about sex I thought were funny as a teenager, so, you know. Hard to say, Kent, but. Yeah, I agree with you. I just don't think anyone was, like, standout funny. Yeah. You know? The only character I really care for is Pam, and that's because I always feel bad for her because they treat her like shit. Mm-hmm. Except for Jim, who I also like because I think he's just like, he's like, he's like you said, the the wholesome, cute, softy. He's just cute and, you know, yep. whatever. Little cutie. He's like the, 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 the baby of the office, the little teddy bear that, like, you want to protect. Mm-hmm. Should we, uh, should we jump to that? Start doing that? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's play uh, uh, the the meme game. We didn't really come up with a thing for it, but meme game, sitcom meme game. I don't know. Yeah, sitcom construction meme. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Sitcom construction. I like that. We could add like a little hammer sound effect or something. Tink. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So go ahead, give us the lowdown, Ken's, for the newbies. So basically, I saw a meme, and it said the five typical characters you find in a sitcom, and that's how every sitcom is constructed, and we've been testing that theory on each of the sitcoms we've been watching for the Binger games. So uh, we're going to keep it rolling. This one I feel like is going to be a little bit harder um tough i mean i'll read through all the categories we have our hot female lead our wifey material female lead friend with absurd and weird ideas that one will be easy yeah and our wholesome and cute softy who we've already coined is jim correct it's the only correct answer friend with weird ideas gotta be dwight it's gotta be dwight there's not really many Female, so this is gonna be hard. There's really not. I mean, I feel like, I feel like Pam is the wifey material lead, right? Yep. Because uh, I feel like she's not supposed to be the hot female lead because they keep commenting about how like she used to be hot, but like is isn't anymore, and like I don't know, like weird jokes like that. So I don't know. Maybe it's Phyllis. <laughs> Good for you, Phyllis. You be the hot female lead. Yeah. Maybe it's just purse lady. I don't know. Or is it supposed to be like the the big boss lady, Jan? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, and I mean, it's weird because... Not weird. It's hard because I feel like Jim 
seems like the hopeless romantic because he's the only one that we've really seen show a love interest in someone else except for the purse lady but that was like every man in the office thirsting over her so I don't know I, I would think it's supposed to be Steve uh, Carell character maybe uh, Michael Scott but that doesn't really fit I'm thinking this one does not fit the molds Ken's I think so too I think this is a no match. I think it's because, like, there's, like, a kind of a larger cast. I mean, so far we've only really gotten to know Michael and Dwight and Jim. But there's so many little side characters that we haven't gotten to know yet. Mm -hmm. Like Kevin and... I I honestly don't know all their names. Oscar and uh, the girl with the red hair. I don't remember. I don't know. I'm looking at a cast list. That's what... (laughs) I don't know any of their names. I know only I know the girl with the red hair. Her name in real life is like Kate because she's on Dancing with the Stars. Kate Flannery. Um. Oh, Meredith. That's Meredith. Sorry. Yeah, she's really funny on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. But yeah, I'm gonna go with a no matchkins. I think you're right. And that brings us to our third and final segment of. Uh, the torture of talking about this show and that is the binger games scorecard yep um visual appeal i um it looked like an office um it it did yeah the costumes looked like they were in an office yeah and the 90s you know like it or two th- early 2000s. I keep forgetting this was early 2000s. But mm-hmm. um, it looked fine. Yeah. And I mean, even, you know, I'll give them some credit for like some of the shots and stuff. Like the basketball stunts all looked good. Like, you know, they were really making the shots and things like that. A lot of props and stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I personally hate that style of shooting the like one camera live like documentary style shooting I hate it I hate it so much and I hate that they like talk to the camera like the I don't know the interviews to me are just so bad I don't get it I don't know but that's just me I guess so um but visual appeal was I will say this was my highest category. <laughs> really? Yeah. It wasn't mine. Ooh, interesting. The visual appeal is gonna save this show, <laughs> I think, on my scorecard. <laughs> well, I think uh for me it was the next category that was a little higher. Okay. True to genre? Yeah. I mean, it's a sitcom. I feel that. The sitcom vibes are definitely there. It's a situational comedy. Yes. For me, it got the situational, did not get the comedy. Yeah. And then, like I said, it, it wasn't my sense of humor, um, but I could see kind of, I guess, how some may have found it funny. Mm-hmm. How nice of you to score it that way. Yeah, that's how I, I I could tell it was a comedy. Well, no, I could tell it was a sitcom. 
I don't know. It was a sitcom. Not much to say. Yeah. And, you know, as we've mentioned before, we, we've slowly learned that, uh, you know, if we like the characters more, it's easier to find them, like, funny and the show appealing and things like that. Um, but for me, likable characters, not really. Like I said, I'm a Pam stan. Jim is cool. Jim and Pam are what's going to save it. Yeah, that would, like, if we had to watch more seasons, that was that would be all that I cared about. I kind of, I feel like I could vibe with Oscar. We got to know him a little more. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I got good vibes from Oscar. And I know that people do find Mindy Kaling funny. So, like, maybe if her character got a little more involved. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I maybe don't she, Maybe like, she's the hot female lead. I don't like... Michael Scott and I don't like Dwight. Agreed. I don't I don't I don't know. Agreed and agreed. Acting? Acting was average. Yeah, it wasn't too much, you know. I think that's more on like the writing. There wasn't anything uh there's nothing crazy for them to act. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, they're delivering their lines the way they're supposed to. The humor is there. Like, it's fine. But, you know, like we've said in the past, nothing Emmy Award winning. or Yeah. You know. Character chemistry. Uh, I do have to say, I think that the cast got a... They, like, seemed like a fit, like an actual office vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Jim and Pam. Mm-hmm. So, this was a little, one of the higher categories for me. Yeah, it was, um, it was alright, like we've said already. I think Jim and Pam, like, I think their office flirting seems, like, really genuine, so, like, they're really holding me in. Um, everything else was kind of like meh, but. I feel that. Yeah. Interesting slash bingeability, Court. Um, what can I say without giving away my score? It was it was bingeable. I got it. I got through it in one night. It's bingeable for sure. Six episodes, nice and short. Episodes are short, as we've discussed. Sitcoms are really easy to get through. Um. That is the one perk of, you know, weak plots is you can just kind of roll through them and do your laundry, make your dinner, whatever, without having to get too, like, oh, I got to sit down and pay attention. You can scroll through Instagram, you know. Yeah. It's it's bingeable. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I completely agree. It's bingeable, but would I want to binge it? Mm-hmm. Mm, different question. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to all the office stands out there. Yeah, they're going to stop listening after this one. All four of our listeners are going to stop listening. I don't know what to say. Well, 
Might as well just keep the bashing going because I feel like emotional appeal is almost as bad as the interesting slash bingeability. Did it make you feel something? No. Besides bored. You just felt empty inside? <laughs> yeah, I felt bored. I felt tortured. Honestly, I kept finding myself wanting to look at my phone or do anything else. I, there, the, I love watching television. It's my favorite thing to do. And I've been having trouble with not only this one, but all of the sitcoms. For you to say that you wanted to look to your, at your phone means a lot. I don't know if we just pick crappy sitcoms or what, but I've been struggling here. <laughs> maybe it's not my... Yeah, maybe sitcoms not. wasn't the first, the good first genre, but... Hey, people love sitcoms, so, you know. We picked them because they had shorter episodes, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too, but... but Ava... I, I agree with Ava you. It's been tough for me to watch. I agree with you, especially like we talked about that Diversity Day episode was so cringy. I found myself just like staring at my phone because I was like, I want to pay attention to anything else right now. Yep. So. Originality? Um. Well, I'd never seen anything like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I do think that this show, I don't know... A, you know, because I know it was a UK show first, so I don't know if it was the first of its type in the UK, but I'm pretty sure that The Office was like the first of that like mockumentary style TV show. Yeah, I've never seen a show sort of like that. I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of like reality TVs where like the confessionals and stuff, mm -hmm. um, but I've never seen a scripted show like that. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that like I learned that like in college cuz I was a television production major and like I'm pretty sure the office was like on actually like one of like my tests because it was like the first of that mockumentary style. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, but then again, I I didn't do well on tests, so what do I know? I might have got it wrong. <laughs> and like the style was different definitely and then like I also think there's potential with doing a show just based on a like a, a workplace. Like I said before, I'd love to see, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example, like a, a car dealership. <laughs> I don't know. I could just see, I would love to yeah. watch a show about like salesmen like cutthroating each other <laughs> and like all the drama behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, I will say it's, I feel like it's tough because, because it's like, you know, a scripted comedy, right? So it's like, it's trying to be like, oh, this is what it's like in the office, but like they're scripting it. So you almost have to like really sell it, right? Because like, ugh, I don't know, Cameron's got me watching this show. It's called um, Below Deck or something. And it's about yes, these people. Yes, I've watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they all work on a yacht together and they all, yes. like that is like That's not the scripted, same though. style. What? That's not scripted, right? No, but it's not scripted, right? So that's like the difference. It's more like cutthroat because you're feeling like, oh man, this is drama that's like really happening. Whereas in the office, it's just scripted and it feels weird because it's like, but it's shot like it's not scripted, but it is scripted. I don't know. I also have, I've watched a couple episodes of Abbott Elementary. It's the same style as the office and it's about like these teachers that work at an elementary school. 
And I think all, that they do a much better job than The Office did. Hmm. Actually, I'm pretty sure Abbott Elementary is the highest rated show on Rotten Tomatoes. I remember seeing that like on Instagram somewhere. Um, but I, I know what you mean about like, you know, different workplaces like could definitely be funny. And it seems like that's yeah trending right now, you know? I don't know. There's always like a lot of drama in offices and stuff. It seems like it'd be cool concept, but I don't think they uh, they hit the mark. At least not yet. I mean, definitely. Again, not. six episodes, but yeah. I mean, listen, bring a camera crew to my workplace, and let yeah. me tell you, there's drama. Let me tell you, like what I've noticed from a lot of shows, even like from the past Binger Games and this one. Shows just aren't hitting it on the first season. And you're not going to sell people if you don't hit it on that first season. Like, oh, you just got to keep watching. I shouldn't have to keep watching. Right. You should You should get me hooked. Maybe not the first episode, but by the end of the first season, I should be hooked. I do agree with that. And it makes me feel like I always remember before I really got into watching TV with you, I like never watched anything, right? And then, you know, circa like... Uh, we started watching Grey's Anatomy. We started watching Riverdale back when it was much better. Um, we got into like 13 Reasons Why and had a good with murder. Like there was that time of our lives where we were like watching a lot of shows. And I was like, man, there are so many good shows out there. And like maybe I should watch more TV. And now we're doing like, you know, the podcast and binger game stuff. And I'm like, well, maybe we've already watched all the good shows because like <laughs> we're just like swinging and missing here. <laughs> I so wish we did this when How to Get Away with Murder was on and we did it on a weekly basis. Right? Oh my gosh. The scores for How to Get Away with Murder would have been uh, ch- uh, chart-topping. Like, that's like number one on our list, I think. It's pretty pretty high up there. Yeah, like in all the categories. Great like television. Incredible. incredible acting, acting, incredible. Chemistry, incredible. Emotional appeal, incredible. Interesting. Originality. Yeah. Insane. That, that, this is a plug. Our entire office episode is going to be about how to get away with murder. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anything else. And friends. Every, every sitcom gets compared to friends too. <laughs> I mean. It's our baseline. It is. This is just like watching the episode of The Office. You want to do anything else but The Office. Damn. <laughs> You can quote uh, you can quote us saying that here first, friends. <laughs> here at Headbingers Pod, that's what we think about the office. Ouch. But to bring it back to the office, let's finish uh, as we normally do. <sighs> One word, maybe two or three if you have to, to describe the office. Season one. Ooh, I forgot we did this. I should have thought about it. Um Overrated overrated is a great word i will choose a short sentence and say not as bad as i thought worse Ooh, yeah really worse than you thought yeah i thought i was gonna at least laugh a couple times like per episode i laughed a couple times like the whole season I don't even know if I laughed out loud at all. You know what I noticed? I think it, it takes a lot for me to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't. If it's not a fart joke, you don't want it. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I haven't laughed at like any of these sitcoms, but maybe we just pick really bad sitcoms. I don't know. Maybe we're just too mature for the comedy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't think that's it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. But that's it, Kens. That's the whole scorecard. We can't give too much more away. We got to save it. Yeah, if you're uh, new to our podcast, we won't be revealing our final scorecards until our grand finale episode in a few weeks, so stay tuned for that to see where the office ranks. In the meantime, next week we'll be discussing Broad City, so if you're playing along, be sure to watch Season 1, which is available on Hulu. Or as Raymond calls it, Lulu. Lulu. Also... If you're playing along, keep an eye out on social media because the audience bonus is still in effect. So be ready to vote the week leading up to our grand finale. Yes, and don't forget about our social media contest. Uh, you can fill out your predictions on your Binger Games bracket and post it on Instagram or Twitter using the hashtag SpringBingerGames2022. And you will have a chance to win an official Binger Games t-shirt. All of those links are available on our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HeadBingersPod. Yes, give us a follow while you're on there, please. Please. Thank you all for listening. If you're still listening. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, keep on binging.